welcome to the Everyday Extraordinary Podcast, where every week I interview a different amazing person who will share about their life journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. I'm excited to share with you everyday people living their lives with purpose, perspective, and positivity. And my hope is that in hearing these stories, you'll view your own story as extraordinary too. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and I am so excited to get started. Thank you so much for being here. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 10 of the Everyday Extraordinary Podcast. I'm just still not used to that title and it's probably good because I am really thinking of going back to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast title. It just feels more like home and I know so many of you are here to listen to motherhood journeys and to really be able to parallel your own stories with the guests. And while I still focus mostly on motherhood stories, I think, especially for people that are just finding the show, if they don't know they're getting mostly motherhood stories and that's what they're really after and looking for, they may not stumble upon Extraordinary, no, what's what's the title? Everyday Extraordinary quite as easily. So in the next few weeks, you may see that name change. And so don't be confused. Um, It just may be a fit. Anyhow, guys, today I have a fantastic guest for you. My guest is Jessica Smart. Jessica is passionate about making memories with her family, and after one of her children especially was diagnosed with some allergies, she really made a shift in being more intentional about memory making and what they were spending their time on as a family. It's a really relatable message, and Jessica just expresses herself so beautifully in such an inspiring way. So let's get to my conversation with Jessica Smart. All right, I'm super excited to be chatting with another Jessica, Jess Smart. Hi, Jess. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Good. We were Thanks just for ch- having me on. My pleasure. We were just chatting before we started recording about all of our best friends named Jessica growing up. <laughs> all the children of the 80s whose moms thought they were being unique and were not. <laughs> yes, totally. Well, I'm really excited to chat with you. Where do you live? So I am in North Carolina, um, okay. which I love. It's it's. I feel like it's the best of both worlds. We get a nice, you know, every season we get a little taste of. We usually get a little bit of snow. And then some days, like today as we're recording, it's February, but it's a beautiful like 60 degrees and the kids are running around outside. So um, I love North Carolina. What about you? Yeah, so I'm in Southern California right now, but we did live in Southern Virginia in um, the Norfolk area. And, okay. and in fact, we were so close to the border, my kids' preschool, some people would come from North Carolina and cross over the border because it was only like 20 minutes, um, you know, in that most northern part of North Carolina. So we, yeah, we just loved that area and North Carolina is really beautiful. It is, yes. Yeah. But so is Southern California. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're getting a lot of rain right now though. So, uh, you know, you think of it as sunny all the time and everything, but I mean, it's not freezing. So we, we do have yes. that going for us. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, I'm really excited to chat with you to hear more about your journey as a mom and um, you're really passionate about memory making as am I. And so I'm just really excited to dive in more. So will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? So um, my husband and I have been 12 years and we met in college. We went to college in Pennsylvania at a small school called Grove City College. And we met doing Young Life, which is a ministry to um, high schoolers. So um, although we did not date at the time, we actually were dating each other's best friends. And I was engaged to 
no my husband's then best man or best friend okay I need a little bit more I need a little bit more so when did you decide like it's actually the other guy (laughs) right it was not quite as dramatic as it sounds initially but um yeah so I um we broke our engagement with with the other um the other guy uh we broke our engagement during college and then Todd and I just remained friends my husband and um so several years later, it was just kind of this aha moment of like, I really like Todd. And that's weird because we've been kind of like brother, sister. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm so, so glad. Um, it was definitely a gift from the Lord. And um, so, yeah, so we have kind of an interesting story. And then um, we have three kids. Um, I homeschool them. And when my uh, very first child was just firstborn, I remember standing in the bathroom at the hospital and, you know, you're so like overwhelmed with all these emotions and, you know, nothing feels like what it's supposed to feel like, what you thought it would be. And just uh, so many things. And I remember just having all of these thoughts in my head. I had been a teacher, um, you know, but I had stepped down from that job to stay home and raise my son. Uh, but I just had all this excess like brain energy, um, and all these thoughts and needed a little bit of an outlet. So like a lot of moms do, I started a blog (laughs) and, um, it just, uh, so that's kind of in my, my side hobby. And, um, this year published a book, which is amazing. And, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I can do is homeschool and my blog and be married. And I can't really do many, much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a full bucket. I think, I think you're doing, I think you're doing a lot. That's amazing. I wanted to jump in just real quick and thank one of our show sponsors, and that is TurboTax. TurboTax Live has CPAs and EAs who are the real deal. Tax season is no fun for anybody, but these are licensed professionals with the experience necessary to ensure your return is done right. That's expert level reassurance from someone who is invested in your success. So don't be overwhelmed by tax season this year. Don't do it on your own feeling like you have no resources. TurboTax Live is the answer to all your problems. So I would highly recommend it. That's how we did our taxes this year. And you can see more details at TurboTax.com. Thank you so much to TurboTax for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to my conversation with Jess. So just going back to early motherhood, how old is your oldest now? Um, nine. Nine. Almost okay. Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So going back to early motherhood, how did you picture your life and your family growing and how did you picture feeling about it and all of those things, because it didn't quite all go as right. smoothly as you probably envisioned. No, it didn't. And I'm kind of a type A, oldest child. Everything had gone well. And, you know, I've just always been able to do what I kind of tried to do um, until being a mom, really. Um, because uh, I guess I just expected that it would be an easy transition. I'd always wanted to have kids. I've always wanted to be a mom and a wife and stay home. And, you know, that whole little happy picture, that's kind of what I grew up in. Um, and then when I got into it, I did have some postpartum issues. Um, and you know, I think that even now, 10 years later, there's a lot more cultural awareness of that. But at the time, um, I just felt like I was a unicorn, you know, Mm -hmm. in the bad sense of the word, like Mm -hmm. everyone else was doing, knew what to do and had all these warm, fuzzy feelings. And I, 
um, something just wasn't working really well for me. And so, um, I did go see my doctor. Fortunately, I had a really good support system with my mom and sisters and um, church family and stuff like that and saw a counselor and so was able to kind of gain my footing. But at the time, it was very scary and very overwhelming because, you know, now it's easy looking back. It's 10 years down the road and I love being a mom and, you know, it's hard. But Mm -hmm. um, at the time, you just wonder, (sighs) did I make a mistake? Am I confused? What, what am I missing that I, I can't, you know, seem to enjoy this. Like I remember, you know, (laughs) this just sort of sums it all up. I remember finding a card that someone had given me when, um, my son was born and it was like, congratulations. You know, I hope you just enjoy like all the sweet snuggles and the best time and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do they give you these cards when it's so hard? What are you congratulating me for? (laughs) Like it just struck me. And so, you know, odd, but, um, I thought you were going to say on the front of the card, it said, you know, enjoy all the snuggles and the good smells and the everything. And then on the, op- on the inside, oh. it would say something like, and enjoy all the sleepless nights and the spit up and the messy hair and the, oh. you know, <laughs> yeah. Motherhood is just so unique in that the highs are so high and the lows can be so low. And I totally get that sentiment of feeling like, am I up to this? You know, like I know I mm-hmm. want it in my heart. I know that's my desire. This is the job I want to be doing. I don't, I want these kids. I love these kids. But am I literally up to it? Do I have the capacity to be able to deliver in a way that this job requires? I thought that yes. a million times. Yeah. Yes. And I, as I said, I think we're getting better as a culture at speaking to that in moms. I hope. I hope we are. Mm-hmm. Um and just encouraging them in, in the mess and all that. But, um, that's part of my message, I guess, even through this book that I've written is just reminding moms that it is worth it. All the little things that we're doing, because, you know, so much of what, what I think we see that we need to do. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, we need to have our house be great and we need to have our kids be talented in all of these areas and we need to be a good wife. And we also need to maybe have a good social media presence and we need to run a side gig and, you know, on and on and on and on and on. And yet so much of our time is doing stuff that feels so mindless, like Mm. making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or sun butter as the case is in our (laughs) family. Um, you know, wiping someone's bottom and tucking them in and searching for some Lego piece that fell over, you know, underneath the couch and all that. And, um, but those are the things that show our family's love and show our kids love. So I feel really strongly about just tapping into that and pushing through those hard times and reminding yourself that a lot of the moments that are, that matter, that really matter, aren't going to be the ones that are going to be that, you know, Instagrammable. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and my mom has told me so many times, like when she was a mom and she was doing this thing and she's sitting out in the driveway watching us play for hours every afternoon, she never crossed her mind, like, I should be doing something else. I, yes. could, I what, what else should I be doing? I'm not fulfilled, you know, things like that. And I think it is the conversation that's going on now, like we're seeing examples of other people pursuing things and everything. And I do think it's healthy to have you know, aspects and hobbies or jobs or side things, whatever, that do fulfill you. I think it's great to have those opportunities, but to feel pressured to do that when you feel like it's robbing you of, of the joy of just being present, you know, what what do you think about that? 
Yes, and um, I guess just to kind of get into a little bit of my story of why I have written this book, Mm -hmm. I felt this nagging sense that I was missing something, Mm -hmm. and I was going to look back and regret it because um, there's just so many distractions as a mom today, as a woman today, and um, I discussed in the beginning my son had an allergic reaction, it was kind of like a wake-up call as those kinds of moments can tend to be, you know, Mm -hmm. those sorts of like emergency uh, shake you to the core and make you evaluate everything. And I just started thinking, am I really doing the stuff that I'm going to look back and be proud of? Is our family really spending time, you making intentional memories? And, um, so what I landed on was this idea of that traditions are really important and traditions are, that's not like a sexy word today right like it's just kind of sounds outdated but um you know the truth is those things are ingrained in us from our own childhood and that's what our kids are going to remember and sometimes it's really little things and really sometimes it's you know the big things but um I am so grateful that I think I've at least landed on a little bit of a plan I mean I'm you know certainly life is just a zoo a lot Mm. of the time but at least I know what direction I'm trying to head. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I remember like three years ago, I was seeing people posting the night before St. Patrick's Day about all the things they were doing to prep for the leprechaun to come to visit their (laughs) children. And there, so I have a no glitter rule in my house. I have all boys. So that's a little bit easier. Like they're not super crafty and asking for glitter art and things like that. But like glitter just never leaves. Never leaves. And if you bring home glitter from school, it's not entering the walls of my home. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I have a but, lot of respect for that. So you just have to decide. But here I am on Instagram scrolling and everybody is prepping for this darn leprechaun. And I'm thinking to myself, when did this become a thing? I don't – do I have green food coloring I can dye in my toilet water? So I did end up dyeing the toilet water and that was a big hit. But I didn't do anything. I wasn't prepped. And so – what is the difference between traditions that we feel like we should be doing and activities and creativity and Pinterest-worthy things that we feel like we should be doing versus boiling it down to what matters in my family? What do I, I actually want my kids to remember? How how would you explain that to somebody and how have you found that for yourself? Because I know that it does boil down to what matters to my family. Yes, exactly. That's such an excellent question, Jessica, and I think you kind of landed a little bit on the answer at the tail end of that, but um, for me, I think step one is you come up, you and your husband come up with a list of core values, and your kids, bring your kids into Mm -hmm. it too, come up with a list of core values that we care about as a family. We care about, and they can be big things like faith or little things like we love sports and we love music and we love operas and we are a family who runs together or blah, blah, blah. But you come up with your list of things that matter to you, core values, and then you build traditions from that. And um, that's just a fancy way of saying shut, put the blinders on to all the nonsense that you're seeing everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, And isn't that kind of just the battle anyway to be a mom right now in this day and age um, is just closing your eyes to all of the rest of it and knowing at your core that that you've prioritized what matters to you. So that's great. They're going to dye their toilet water green. I mean, (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) That's hilarious. But that's not what that's not something that because you're right, you could spend all your time going from here to there to this thing to the next thing and there's not any like sense of real unifying what's tying it together Mm -hmm. so 
I started from scratch and said, what are the things that matter the most? What do I want my kids to value the most? And it's things like our family, our nuclear family, our extended family, our faith. I want them to be constant learners. Um, I want them to go on adventures. Um, I want them to care for other people. Um, And then made traditions out of those. Uh So all the things that we're doing have a reason. So we made, you know, this week it's, as we're chatting here, it's close to Valentine's day. So we made our Valentine's. I should really adopt your no glitter rule because (laughs) I am just about to lose it. (laughs) We did allow the glitter in, but we're doing that because, and I had some pushback to be honest. Here's a real life mom moment. I did find myself at one point being like to my oldest, you will make Valentine's for your cousins in this kind of like not a very happy mom voice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there is that part of it, but at the core, you know, I got over the the reaction and then we just sort of said, listen, there's things we don't want to do in life. Sometimes I don't feel like making all of your meals. I know that right now you may not feel like making Valentine's for such and such, but imagine their face when they see it. Don't you love your Grammy? Aren't you excited to, to show her this Valentine that you've made and your little cousin and blah, blah, and try to kind of like fire that, you know, love of caring for other people in them. Mm-hmm. So point being it has a reason that we're doing it. It's not just a random seasonal, because there's so much of that, isn't there? Sign yes. on to Pinterest on any random holiday, and you get all this nonsense that you could do. Mm-hmm. But we choose to do what is going to back up our value system. I love that so much. And I challenge all of us to kind of hold it with a loose hand too. Like maybe you are doing the same thing every single year as a certain tradition, but perhaps it needs to evolve as well as your kids change ages and stages and as they want to have more input. You know, so if your value yeah. is loving other people, how do your kids want that to look? You know, is it making yes. the card or is it, you know, baking cookies or is it doing an active service for the neighbor or is it like how can it look? according to how they want to express that to somebody else. Um, yes, and, that's and, so awesome. And sometimes it is about doing the same thing and getting donuts or Denny's on Christmas morning or whatever it is. Sometimes it is yeah. the exact same thing. But being willing to to say, like, is it still working for us, even though it is a special tradition? But I love that it comes back to your values. I love it. I wanted to take a sec to thank another show sponsor, and that is Branch Basics. You know that I just moved into a new home and we've been doing a complete overhaul of all the cleaning products in our home because did you know that in 2000, cleaning products were responsible for nearly 10% of all toxic exposures reported at the U.S. Poison Control Centers? It is so scary thinking these regular everyday products are things we're exposing our kids to and they can be so, so harmful. I have loved using Branch Basics that helps me clean every room in my home from my windows, my bathrooms, to my kitchen counters, the laundry, and I can even wash my hands and face with this because of their clean, non-toxic, non-animal testing, non-GMO, biodegradable, the list goes on and on, but it's plant and mineral based and it is something you can feel good about. Branch Basics is so easy to use. You just pick a refillable bottle, fill it with water, and Branch Basics concentrate. You shake it and you use it. It is so amazing. I have loved using it and I know you're gonna love it too. So choose to clean your house safely and effectively with Branch Basics. My listeners get a free trial kit by going to branchbasics.com and entering my code EMP5 at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's branchbasics.com with promo code EMP5 to get your free trial kit. Just pay $5 in shipping. It's the best. 
best. So branchbasics.com with promo code EMP5. I would love for you to take advantage of this amazing offer and find out how much you love using Branch Basics just like I do. All right, thanks Branch Basics. Let's get back to Jess. Oh, and I think you've touched on what's really kind of the important part of it, which is how you just ask yourself, I always say, hold traditions, but hold them loosely. Mm -hmm. And so you ask yourself, how do I keep the spirit of this thing while letting some of the other stuff go? And so maybe that means, well, we're not going to wear our flannel PJs, but let's stop at Starbucks as a family and get a drink and then drive to the neighborhood. And maybe we'll stop and say hi to some friends, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of the point is we're keep we're we're celebrating something that matters a season that matters to us we're all being together but it's evolved over mm-hmm. time and what it looks like so that's tricky though i think that will be hard for me <laughs> yes absolutely i i totally agree cuz as moms i think we do want this kind of idyllic uh structured, you know, like everybody's on board. We're taking family pictures and you'll love it and you'll smile and you know, you're not going to get dirty. Oh my gosh. We took family pictures at the beach over the summer. Now I can't even fathom now that I see these beautiful beach family photos, like how anybody keeps their kids, little kids dry. It was like the biggest disaster, but I'm like, come on, we're going to love it. And it's just like, why? Why am I like stressing about any of it? Is it the wetness of their pants part of that age and that stage and those family photos? Like, isn't that the purpose of capturing a memory? Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it just goes back to like, what's your motive? You know, is this tradition serving me or am I using it to serve my family? Mm. And so many times that's a really convicting thought for me. (laughs) Absolutely. So tell me one of your favorite family traditions that you do? One of my favorite. One of my favorite is um, in the summer, usually, nice weather outside, we do a, and I copied this from a friend of mine. Um, She said, you know, we have holidays that celebrate so many things. They celebrate, you know, faith or, uh, you know, love or marriage or being a mom, but we don't have a holiday that celebrates just our family. And so they created their family day and you call it whatever your last name is. So ours is our smart family day. So, um, the day is just to celebrate you and no other, you're not going to add extra people. This isn't the day that the neighbors come over or you, you know, bring a friend along. Um, you make the whole day about doing things that, you love together. So you pick fun meals. Um, we always try to do something we've never done before as a family. So we did, um, last year we, we've done camping in an RV, which we never done. We, we did rafting or not rafting, paddle boarding, Mm -hmm. um, just something, you know, kind of different. And then, um, we end the day, uh, we do a little mini awards ceremony, just kind of noting something that we appreciate about each one of our kids. Oh. Um, so, yeah, and you could make that what it look however you wanted for your family. But um, I love it, you know, and that's something they're going to remember and we can change it as each year goes by to make it fit what season we're in. I love that. I love that. You can copy it. (laughs) I will. I for sure will. Yeah, we went on a cruise over New Year's, and I told everybody around me, like, I'm treating this like a yes trip. Like, whatever the kids want, like, we just say yes. 
you know? And so it's kind of like having that special day where it's like, what do we want to eat as a family? What do we want to do? How do we, and I love the idea of trying something new because all new things forge bonds when you're doing it with other people. When yes. You're, when you're yes. laughing and making mistakes and falling off your, your paddleboard or freezing in the RV or whatever it is. Gosh, your kids will never forget that versus just doing the same routine, going to the same restaurants, doing the same old stuff that we can all just get into the rut of. I love that. And always I've found every day that we do it, there's always one moment where you're thinking, this is not so picture perfect. Why did we do this? <laughs> just as a heads up for everyone involved. Okay. Because when we went paddleboarding, I mean, so paddleboarding is actually a lot of work. Like FYI. <laughs> and I have not been working on my arm muscles. And I had <laughs> my kid in there with me who wasn't quite cooperative. I mean, just, you know. I'm just trying to say it's don't be surprised if you get in the thick of the, that memory making moment and it's like not actually so picturesque. That's just part of it. You push through it and, you know, we now we can laugh at it, but it's hard work, but it's worth it. Right. No, memories aren't 100 percent perfect or even 100 percent happy all the time. Exactly. Memories are memories. And the goal of memories is to evoke an emotion and to, you know, attach some meaning to it that is either happy and joyful and a positive emotion or something that's like refining or challenging yes. and seeing like we got through that together. We fell off that board, but mom helped me up, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the most exciting things, you know, I imagine there's people listening who have done a stellar job at this. And there's probably some people who are like, Hmm, you know, I, I, this isn't one of my skills. And what's so powerful to me is that at any point you can, begin to develop this in your family. Cause I was not, I did not usually do this. You know, I talked about what it was like when I was a mom, a new mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was not on top of all of our traditions. I was trying to, you know, stay alive mm -hmm. <laughs> in the beginning, but at any point you can begin to make some of these changes. You really can. And kids are way more adaptable than we give them credit for way more adaptable than we are. And so you just say, look, I've been thinking and I want to have some more fun. I want to do some things that matter some more. And if they're older kids, you say, what are some things that you love about our family? What are some things that we all together do? And you probably have more than you realize. Mm -hmm. I've, I've thought like they, oh, well, we love when, you know, on Easter, you always make those rolls, you know. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. So part of it is just keeping up with what you've been doing. Um, and then adding some more and you just say, let's, let's start a new adventure. I want to add some more of these things. I'm sorry that we haven't done it all along, but I want to start. Do you guys, will you, will you be in this with me? Will you jump in? And I found that my kids were so ready to do that. And I think even older kids, it, it just shows that you love them and that you care about them. Mm -hmm. So you can start it at any time. That's what I love. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that is so, so fantastic. And it could be tied to a holiday or not. It could be a Sunday tradition. Um, yeah. I have a friend that goes on a Sunday drive and they play exclusively old school country music as they drive. I love that. And they have little, little kids that don't know the difference between any type of music, but they are growing up with the windows down, the wind blowing in their hair, mom singing in the front seat to this old school country. Those kids will never forget that. And I don't know if they voice like this is our tradition, but it is, right? That's right. 
Hey everyone, I wanted to thank our last show sponsor and that is Grove Collaborative. I love it when companies take all the guesswork out of finding the perfect products for me and Grove Collaborative has done that. They're America's largest independent natural product company where not a single product or ingredient they sell has been tested on animals and they're planting 1 million trees by the end of 2020. It's the best. Grove.co makes shopping for natural products easy. You don't have to search for a local store hoping that they carry what you want and worry that you're overpaying for organic products from questionable websites. Grove.co is the only site you need to get organic, eco-friendly, and sustainable products from top brands like 7th Generation, Dr. Bronner, and Mrs. Myers. I've been loving my Mrs. Myers products. Plus, Grove is a B corporation. That means they're a new kind of business that balances purpose and profit, and they're legally required to consider the impact of the decisions they're making on their workers, customers, suppliers, community, and environment. When you shop Grove.co, you're doing something good for you, your home, and the planet. So you can start right now. You can get free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at Grove.co slash EEP with your first order. That's a special offer for my listeners, and you can get free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at Grove.co slash EEP. Grove.co slash EEP. Thank you so much to Grove for sponsoring the show. Let's finish up our conversation. You mentioned that your son having an allergy kind of prompted this shift in your perspective. Um, we don't have any allergies in our home. And every time I cook dinner, I think how fortunate I feel to not have any of those types of restrictions because I cannot imagine sending my kid to school or to a birthday party or, you know, anywhere where I'm literally worried for their safety because of food like that just oh tell me about that experience for you and how you've been able to kind of process because I'm sure there are people that are listening that have this experience that want to feel validated in this this anxiety and this stress it's it's certainly unique Mm -hmm. um and it's hard to understand if you're if you're not in that situation but um I think it's like a lot of things you know I could look at a military wife and think, how do you do that? Or I look at some people who have children who are, have real, you know, chronic illnesses in and out of the hospital. And I think, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And, um, I believe that I, I believe that the Lord gives us the grace for what he, um, puts in, in our lives. And it's been very hard. Um, it's, it's our thing, you know, it is hard, but I wouldn't trade my son for anything. Um, and, I'm happy to have him as he is. So it, it sure is hard. Um, and I, I wrote a blog post called what parents of kids with food allergies want you to know, but they're afraid to tell you. Mm. And it kind of has gone ballistic, you know, over the years, it'll get to pick up speed and get shared. Cause I think it just resonates with people like, um, you know, the friends who want to help a, who just are like, how, what is this like for you? And you know, how can I help and make it easier? And also just giving a voice to people who, who feel alone. Um, but yeah, it is hard. I think one thing that's helped me is just realizing that everybody has something. And so it certainly is our thing and it makes family gatherings hard and, um, stressful. And I'd be lying if I said it didn't, but you know, 
some families have marital strife. Some families have kids with a real severe behavioral issue. Some have, you know, there's all this drama within the other external family. Some families feel really lonely. And, you know, so everybody has something. Mm -hmm. And I just have decided that that's not, we're going to make memories anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, But it is hard, yeah. How have you helped your child to feel more normal and a part of the group and everything when dietarily it's, there is restrictions. Yeah. You know, I had a good example because I actually grew up with, with food allergies mm-hmm. um, and I've outgrown most of them. But to me, it was just a blip on the radar as a little kid because my parents did not play it all up and make me feel like I was, you know, so weird. Mm-hmm. It was just a small part of my childhood. And sometimes I actually felt extra special because it was like, oh, well, you get this blah, blah, blah treat, you know, and everybody else doesn't. So I kind of took that lead of just being like, this isn't going to define you as a person. Mm-hmm. This, You're more than this, and it's not going to define our family. Um, my son ha- has just such a wonderful and positive uh, attitude and outlook. But, um, yeah, I mean, just trying to remind him that I guess part A is just not making a huge deal of it more mm-hmm. than it needs to be mm-hmm. and um, determining to make it special anyway. And we are so fortunate today because there's so many resources and so many foods that, you know, just about any food, I can make it free of all our allergens because of all the products that are out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do our pizza night and our ice cream night and all the things that would maybe you would think would be off limits because we have so many awesome products. <laughs> so yeah. that that also helps. Yeah. I know. We live in such a great day and age where, yeah, there are so many resources available and so many blogs and recipe ideas and everything. And, you know, all the things that you're making, the special birthday cake that you probably have to make and things like that, other yeah. children who don't have those restrictions can still enjoy in his version of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we have a really supportive just – tribe <laughs> between my family and you know um our, uh, everywhere we go our, our homeschool co-op and our neighbor like people are just there I've found them to be very supportive and understanding and you know there are moments where I just have to say um you know that's something that my son is allergic to so could you wash your hands or mm-hmm. I might just step over there just something like that but everybody's so gracious they mm-hmm. they really have been so that helps that's awesome that's awesome Yeah, I just had an interview with somebody who had a medically fragile um, child, and we talked about how a lot of times people do shy away from offering playdates or extending the birthday invitation because they just aren't really sure if she's up to it or if it will be okay or things like that. But what it boils down to is everybody wants to feel seen and included and heard, and putting it in their court to decide can their daughter go to the birthday party or can their daughter, you know, do the playdate or whatever it is at least they feel seen and loved and heard and and normal for for that moment of the invitation, right? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing is when someone will say, you know, here's how I thought maybe it could work Mm -hmm. if, you know, your son attended, but I totally get it if it's not in your comfort zone. And so you have what you're saying, you know, that love and inclusion, and then also that they're respecting that there's a part of this I don't get and I'm okay with that. Um, so that has meant so much to me. And, you know, there have been people who they know the brands that are safe and they'll like, oh, well, I bought this little thing for your son. And that's just so touching. It really is. 
That is so tender. Absolutely. Yeah. Going that little extra step to just be like, they were thinking about me. They were thinking this through. Exactly. And, and sometimes they'll get it wrong probably like, oh, actually that's not a, you know, it has this type of ingredient in it and you didn't know. But at least you, they tried. Yeah. Uh, well, this has just been so much food for thought and um, I'm so excited to think more intentionally about the traditions in our family and everything. And I love that idea of starting with the values. What is your family value? And then getting your kids involved. And maybe you're doing things routinely as traditions that don't actually matter. And it is another to-do list and you're feeling stressed and everything. Maybe that can go by the wayside, but you can replace it with something else that is more in line with your values and, and where you're at in this season of life, right? Yes. Yeah. There's a quote. I read an old book by um, someone called Edith Schaefer. And mm-hmm. like, it's just this old, the cover is so horrid. It would never sell based <laughs> on the cover. But um, she had a quote in there that said, there's something about saying we always dot, 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 that holds a family together. And um, that's what I want long to give my kids. Mm. We always, you know, when I was sick, mom always blank. When, um, when we went on vacation, we always blank. And that is, is my hope that those are going to give real roots to our kids. It's just, it's such a blink, you know, mm-hmm. they're here and then they're gone. And so, um, just reminding ourselves and encouraging each other to invest the time in what matters. And that does not mean we will be perfect and mm-hmm. it can get overwhelming, but at least we have a goal, you know, yeah. we're going to pick some of these traditions and we're going to pick a way to implement them. And, um, that's what we're shooting for. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. So tell people the name of the book, where they can buy it and where to find you online. So the book is called memory making mom. You can buy it on Amazon. You can go to www.memorymakingmom. And I am on Instagram. I am at jessica.smart. Smart has two T's. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. I always ask my guests three final questions, Jess, and it's this, what would you say is your purpose? I would say that my purpose is to um, live the life that God has given me in a way that glorifies him and to love others. What makes you smile? My husband. He's a goofball. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Most people jump to their kids and we ignore our husbands so much of the time because we're so distracted by the monkeys and the circus all around us. And I love that you can look back over and be like, nope, there's there's the OG. There's the original yeah. that just still makes you smile. I love it. Yeah. And on the Everyday Extraordinary podcast, one of the goals is to help people to realize how extraordinary they truly are. It doesn't matter what you're doing, how you're doing it, how big, how grand, how public. What matters is that you're showing up and that you're showing up just as God made you in a way that only you can do and you are making a difference. So... I want you to tell me one way that you're extraordinary, Jess. I love that you um, try to get moms to think about that. I love that because I don't think we do enough of that. So I guess I would probably say caring for my family, um, you know, and especially managing the food allergies. Maybe that that might make me extraordinary. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it absolutely does. And to do it with a dedication and a patience and a perspective of like, this is part of you, but not all of you. And, and that's true for each of our kids. You know, all of our kids have, have different challenges yes. and stuff. And our willingness to meet them where they are and love their wholeness and not want to trade right. a bit of them, even the hardest parts, that's pretty extraordinary. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jess. Well, this has been such an awesome conversation. I am committed to having a family meeting. And maybe this Sunday night, I'm going to sit down and say, how do we want our springtime to look? What are some things we want to prioritize? What do we value? And, and making a point to do those things because they're not here forever. And that right. is, it's, yeah, the, yeah, the bucket list. That's a, yeah. that's a great way to do it. What's yeah. our spring bucket list? Yeah, love it. Thanks so much for sharing your journey, Jess. This has been so awesome. Thank you for having me. What a great conversation. It just gets your wheels spinning about what you're doing in your day-to-day life that can really make an impact in your kids. And so many times we find perhaps we're spending a lot of energy on things that really don't add a lot to our family, but they're a total time and energy suck. What if we simply swap those out for things that really mattered? Our to-do list isn't getting any longer. It's just more meaningful. So thank you so much to Jess for sharing her journey and for writing this book, Memory Making Mom. I've linked to everything over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. You can see pictures of her there and um, find out how to buy the book. You can follow me, if you don't already, on Instagram at JessicaDalquist3 or at Everyday Extraordinary Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I love it when you share the show. If you know anybody that you think would benefit from this interview today or any of our past episodes, I would love for you to screenshot the episode and share it on your social media. Be sure to tag me so I can say thank you. And it just helps so, so much. Okay, everybody, I hope you have a fantastic week and we will see you next week for another extraordinary episode. Bye.